This is Resets. I'm Esther Yunji Kang, in for Sasha Ann Simons. For pregnant people in some parts of the U.S., access to safe abortion care is dwindling. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court appears poised to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that could come as early as tomorrow morning. A lot of people search for abortion providers online, but some Google searches turn up what are known as anti-abortion clinics, fake clinics that don't provide the procedure and instead try to convince people not to have an abortion. On Friday, 21 U.S. lawmakers signed a letter urging Google to fix that problem. Here to discuss this letter and Google's response is Washington Post reporter Kim Belware. Welcome back to Reset, Kim. Thanks for having me. Kim, you reported on this for The Post. What's your main takeaway? Well, this is a a problem that Google's been faced with before. In 2014, um, NARAL came to them and, and, you know, had some concerns over ads that were being served um, by places that purported to provide abortion care and didn't. They took action on that. But, you know, this is really coming at a time that a lot of Experts are saying misinformation about reproductive health care, specifically abortion, is getting worse, and they want Google to take action on this. But it is a little bit difficult seeing how much Google can actually do because, um, as we've seen you know, for years, they're, they're pretty loath to uh, remove things from their search results. So mm-hmm. it's a, a little bit of lawmakers asking Google to do things differently if they can, but some of it is just they are up against um, some pretty well organized and coordinated efforts um, for these anti-abortion groups to get their message out there and, and stay in the search rankings. Yeah, so give us a little background. What is uh, an anti-abortion clinic? So these um, clinics, they go by different names. Sometimes they're self-styled as, you know, women's health centers, pregnancy centers. Um, Crisis pregnancy center is the term that a lot of their critics use. But these are centers that tend to be um, religiously affiliated, usually with a, you know, Christian organization or a Catholic organization. And they will offer services that... Um, kind of masquerade as something similar to, you know, maybe what Planned Parenthood would do. They'll offer pregnancy tests, they'll offer ultrasounds, but ultimately when they come in, they don't, they don't provide abortions at all, and uh, they, they counsel with a specific goal to dissuade women from terminating a pregnancy, dissuading pregnant people from um, seeking an abortion, you know, in any way, and instead they provide information about adoption, about, uh, you know, different family support. And, um, you know, in some cases, well, really the biggest thing they're criticized for is uh, what their opponents say is the use of deception at a time when um, pregnant people are especially vulnerable. Well, what kinds of false claims are you talking about here? We've heard from clinics, or I'm sorry, we've heard from critics that uh, my colleague actually recently had a story about this of a teenager in Texas who tried to seek an abortion right as the law was changing, that one of the first risks they will tell a pregnant person um, that abortion carries is, you know, the risk of death. And what we know from research is that abortion is typically not a risky procedure and that childbirth can actually come with much more significant risks and complications. Um, also, things like uh, abortion, medical abortions can be reversed. Um, or they might also tell a pregnant person that um, there are common side effects after an abortion, like uh, suicidal thoughts and depression and things like that. And again, um, medical research shows that is not the case. Well, are anti-abortion clinics, are these facilities legal? 
They are legal. Their um, operation is generally protected under the First Amendment. And um, there was uh, an article actually with the Chicago-based um, AMA Journal of Ethics where you know they said these, these so-called crisis pregnancy centers, they are legal, but uh, groups like this and, and other um, medical groups have said they're really unethical because what they're doing is uh, they are supplanting the ideology and, you know, the wishes of, of, of the clinics, of the staffers, uh, and they're, they're really putting themselves ahead of what um, accurate medical information might be and what might be best for that patient. So they're not getting unbiased info and they're not getting complete info. And in some cases, they're getting actively inaccurate info. So as we mentioned, uh, lawmakers, over 20 of them, including Senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, they, they wrote that letter to Google I know you said it's kind of like asking Google to do something they don't normally do. So what's the letter trying to accomplish then? They are trying to get Google to take some kind of action. You know, they they gave a a few menus of, you know, a few options on the menu that they would like um, the kind of action they want to see Google take. One of those was to just make the current disclosures more visible. It gets a little tricky. I looked around just in Chicago to see what the searches would turn up. Uh, You know, Illinois, as listeners will know, is not one of the states that has a trigger law. Abortion care is actually protected here no matter what happens in the uh, forthcoming Supreme Court case. But it was confusing. And if you put in abortion clinic in Google Maps, um, there might be, or I'm sorry, in regular Google search, uh, there's small lettering that will come up and it will say provides abortions and does not provide abortions. Uh, The complaints from the lawmakers said that that disclosure is just not user-friendly enough. It's easy to miss. It's a little bit confusing. They're asking Google, maybe one way you can address this issue is to make those disclosures a lot more clear. So it is completely unambiguous um, if somebody's searching if this uh, facility provides abortion care or not. Now, Google has had issues with so-called crisis pregnancy centers before, right? Uh, what, What did they do last time? Well, they were pretty responsive. This was in 2014. Um, NARAL did an investigation and found that these uh, crisis pregnancy centers were basically misrepresenting um, what they offered in order to kind of game the Google ad terms. And Google did take action. And, and one of the things that they do now is that if you um, claim to provide you know, various services, you have to go through um, like a, a certification process through Google. So uh, you can only... Um, you know, you you can't misrepresent what you offer, but that doesn't mean that places can try and position themselves in the search rankings so that they show up even if they are um, showing up for something that they don't offer. The letter from the lawmaker cites a report from the Center for Countering Digital Hate. Uh, What did that report say? So that report was looking at uh, 13 states that have the trigger laws, and they found um, you know, pretty high instances across Google AdWords, Google search returns, and Google map results that if you go and you plug in abortion clinic or abortion clinic near me, uh, you're served, uh, you know, in, in the case of search, it was 11% of the ads. And in Google Maps, it was more than 30% of the results were for facilities that don't actively provide abortions. And the argument was that um, this is really misleading. You know, do people in a time of, um, you know, crisis or uncertainty or, or just stress, um, is, it, is it really easy to get the information that they need to obtain maybe the, uh, the medical care that's best for them? And by making that obscure, by making that unclear, um, it's really doing a disservice to uh, pregnant people's health. Kim, can you tell me a little bit about 
what we know about how Google's algorithm uh, works. Well, not a whole lot, because that is one of those really well-guarded trade Mm. secrets that Google has. You know, they've been somewhat secretive about how all of this operates. But we do know that, uh, in general, you know, everybody's heard of search engine optimization. If you, you know, especially work in um, any kind of online advertising, news media, things like that. But there are ways to improve the rankings of a site by using words that are relevant. And, And what Google does do, we know that it's little web crawling robots, Um, they prioritize information based on how popular it is, um, how relevant they think it is, and relevancy um, is also dependent on the user. They're going to determine relevancy of what page they'll serve you, maybe based on your geolocation, based on your language, things like that. So, you know, it's not entirely clear cut, but what it is clear is that, um, you know, anybody who works in digital advertising knows that there are ways to game the system. So is that why are are these centers being really savvy about these SEO words? I mean, do we know why we're seeing so many of these misleading results when people search for abortion clinics? That's the uh, that's the that's the belief from um, you know this group that uh, issued the report and from some of the lawmakers who wrote to Google is that you know the sophistication of these anti-abortion facilities is you know kind of murky you know muddying the waters and uh, you know they're saying that is. Um, really not ethical and, and, and a disservice to people who are seeking abortions. But it is um, protected speech as of now. It's considered perf- perfectly legal. And so what the lawmakers really want Google to do is uh, take something, some proactive measure that is within their control um, and and just differentiate it, make it clear if they're not going to um, remove or otherwise change the rankings. And it's not really clear if Google could do that um, because these facilities are taking advantage of the algorithm as as best they can. And so far, it's been pretty effective. So tell me a little more about how Google has responded uh, to this latest call. They have cited that they are generally more accurate than their competitors. And they've said that they, you know, they take these concerns seriously and that they're always trying to improve things. Um, A spokesperson for Google pointed me to their existing policies uh, that, you know, they've indicated they feel are uh, measures that show Google does take this seriously, you know, about how businesses have to um, fill out a certification if they want to advertise in a certain way. They pointed to different ways that users are able to flag results that are misleading. But um, from from what we heard from critics who have been kind of battling this misinformation for a while as it concerns reproductive health care, they said this is sort of standard operating procedure for big tech companies, especially like Google. They're not going to divulge how their algorithm works. Uh, they're really uh, pretty hesitant to pull information from search results. Uh, so they're going to kind of wait until attention dies down and they're just going to keep moving forward. So there was not a lot of optimism I heard from um, the, the group that commissioned this report that Google was going to be proactive. Is there anything else lawmakers can do uh, other than, than this letter to enforce the changes that they're asking for? It's not entirely clear, but you know, one of the big things that they contend is that this right now is, is protected protected speech, what these um, anti-abortion facilities are doing is not illegal, um, but in in the estimation of a lot of um, medical medical advocates and um, women's reproductive health advocates, it's uh, 
unethical and that they shouldn't do it. But um, that's certainly a much, much further afield of, you know, what the what will trigger a legal mechanism. So as of now, it appears they can continue um, advertising and, and trying to game the search rankings in this way. Kim, in your article, you say this is a global issue. Uh, what are the greater implications here? Just continued misinformation around people trying to uh, learn the most accurate information they can about abortion or about reproductive health care. Just because of the moment that's happening in the U.S., um, I've been told that this has been pretty influential in places around the world. Um, Anti-abortion misinformation groups are getting really sophisticated. And, you know, we've seen this even um, in the way that clinics name themselves. They might name themselves very similar, you know, confusingly similar to, you know, the way an existing abortion facility might be named. So um, there's that. There's just kind of online social media channels. There's this SEO gaming, which is the heart of the complaint by the members of Congress. And so globally, especially in certain countries, like we're mentioned in the article, uh, it's it's getting more sophisticated and it's a little bit like whack-a-mole for those that are trying to get accurate information out there about abortion. Um, they're facing a pretty creative and pretty sustained tidal wave of misinformation that's trying to confuse people. Kim Bellware covers national breaking news and writes features for The Washington Post. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.